Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Valentine's Day show, Kiss and Tell, Real True Stories. May the narrative be with you. Thank you so much. Uh, well, I am going to tell you about my first time. Uh, and sometimes in theater or with story, that's like a euphemism, and you find out it's the first time I was on a roller coaster or ate gluten or something like that. But, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'd really like to tell you about uh, my first time because I've, I've always uh, felt a little ashamed of it, and I've, I've not really told anyone. My, my wife and I were lying in bed uh, just last week, and, and she said, you know what? I saw that you're going to be like telling about your, your you lost your Virginia. She said, "I think I know that story." Um, so I thought before it came up again uh, in any intimate situation, I would I would uh, tell a room full of people. Uh, uh, in high school, it felt like uh, everybody was either having sex or had had sex. Um, and uh, I hadn't. Uh, from watching an episode of Different Strokes, I realized that maybe this wasn't true, um, and that, that people kind of were fanciful about their tales. Um, but as I approached uh, uh, sophomore, then junior year, then senior year, um, I felt very much like an anomaly. And um, uh, I couldn't figure out how to uh, have sex with anybody. Um, <laughs> however, that summer, uh, I decided to take it on as a project. Um, I really had been taking it on as a project before. Um, uh, but I found some, uh, some literary materials and audiovisual as well. Um, <laughs> in the house was a copy of uh, Henry Miller's Tropic of Cancer. Um, if you don't know who Henry Miller was, he was a writer in the 30s and later. Um, misogynistic, but also a brilliant writer. And, um, and the book was full of descriptions of his uh, antics, uh, sexual escapades around Paris. And he used the word cock and cunt a lot. And um, I really felt like I was learning a lot from, from reading <laughs> Tropic of Cancer. And, and I almost felt like, in some ways, uh, my 19-year-old self was uh, becoming Henry Miller, uh, channeling him if you were, and, and taking on that suave confidence of a, of a man in Paris in, in the 1930s with a fedora, uh, uh, looking for Anish and uh, talking to June. So, um, so this felt really good, and then I started working at a video store, and usually in the middle of the day, uh, single men would come up with a card, and uh, they would get a porn video. Um, and I was the gatekeeper, and I was very non-judgmental, and that was fine. Um, at some point, I realized for myself there, there wasn't a gatekeeper. I could just take out porn videos. <laughs> um, I guess the ones I chose were, I'd say, at this point, fairly mainstream. But, but um, I saw that there was a pattern and a way of doing things, and it, and it certainly gave me a confidence. And I, again, I was learning a lot. Um, <laughs> Usually, uh, things started with a make-out se session. Um, then if the man was a gentleman, he'd go down on the woman. Um, then she'd give him a blowjob. It was a sequence. It was an order. It, was, it, was, it, it felt uh, uh, re a relief. Uh, and then uh, he would be on top of her, uh, having sex with her on the bed, um, or, or if he were a pizza delivery man or a plumber on the couch in the living room. 
and then um, he would, uh, the, they, doggy style, he would do from behind. And, and then the improvisation came in um, because he could, uh, the man could come on her back or um, inside of her or on her face. Um, so, uh, I was 19, okay. Uh, so, um, armed with this newfound knowledge, I, I think I uh, took had the air of confidence, and, and confidence itself, of course, is an aphrodisiac. And, and sure enough, uh, the next fall, I met a young woman. She was 17, I was 19, and um, things went to uh, a, a moment where we were going to have sex. And, um, and, and this was the moment. Um, and uh, I realized it was time to go down on her. Um, and. And, and I got a little nervous, and, and I think it, I, now looking back, I think I was nervous because it was sex, but um, at the time, this was the early 90s, there were sort of two commercials on TV. There was a fried egg with this is your brain on drugs, um, and then there was a num number, another one with the number for the AIDS hotline. Um, so we both were worried, and so we called the AIDS hotline. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and they recommended, uh, I, I should call and ask them if they would, I should call and see what they recommend. I'm just curious if they still recommend. But they recommended um, putting saran wrap on her nether regions, um, and, and, and then thus she could enjoy it or something, uh, and, um, uh, and with, with very little risk of, of AIDS. Um, well, we skipped that entirely. Um, and, and we got in her bed, and, you know, I'm, I'm much older now, but at the time I didn't, and she didn't know about, you know, um, lubrication, artificial or natural. Um, and, you know, God bless her young vagina, um, but my, my penis against it, against the lips, it felt like sandpaper, and so it just, it went nowhere. It, it went nowhere. Um, and I realized, of course, uh, that you should, one should find someone with more experience, not less experience. Um, and that is when I met Victoria Bitskiewicz uh, in a cafe. She was 10 years older than me. She was an independent filmmaker. She made documentaries. She was, she was Polish. And when I sat down with her and asked her, had she read any Henry Miller? <laughs> she looked at me and said, yes, and have you read Anais Nin? <laughs> right. Um, she was sophisticated. She wore leopard print coats, uh, had leather gloves. She lived in a brownstone in Philadelphia with high ceilings and a bed on the floor. Uh, I think it was a futon, but at the time I didn't know. Uh, it just seemed very exotic. Um, <laughs> she had a television, and when she wasn't watching it, she covered it up with a tapestry. <laughs> Our first kiss was uh, in the foyer, the glass and wood foyer of that brownstone, and she must have sensed my nervousness because she caressed 
my hand or with her leather glove and, and said, don't be nervous. So, <laughs> fairly soon, we were going to have sex. Uh, and I know this because we were going to the condom store together. Um, in Philadelphia, there was a condom store. It was called the Condom Kingdom. <laughs> and what she had in mind were uh, something that she'd experienced before, these certain Japanese condoms. Um, apparently, they were uh, very thin. And, um, and so we went and bought the Japanese condoms. And we came back to her place. And we had some Merlot. And <laughs> we're on the bed on the floor. And, um, you know, I did not had not told her, of course, that I was a virgin. <laughs> um, I, I figured I was, I'm just going to fake it. I've read enough, and I've seen enough videos. Um, she will never know uh, <laughs> that I have not done this before. Uh, if, if I could go back and, and talk to myself, then I, I might say something like, well, you know, you, you probably should tell her. And, and actually, um, sometimes some of the best sex is when uh, you're vulnerable and you're open and the other person is and, and you're caring for each other in that situation. And, and then the real fun begins as well. But, um, but I, I, did not have, I do not have a time machine. Um, and and so, so there I was uh, and, and feeling ready to go. Um, and then about a minute later, that all went to hell because I realized this was nothing like anything I had ever experienced. Uh, and again, now at the age of 44, I, I think, well, you know, I, I hopefully I've cultivated my mind for a sense of adventure everywhere, including the bedroom. But back then, it was terrifying. Um, it was nothing like the movies. Um, uh, our, our bodies uh, did not look like the people in the movies. I don't know why I never noticed it with my own, but uh, <laughs> maybe because someone was looking, looking at mine. Um, but uh, but uh, terrified, uh, I began, and we began, and at some point uh, uh, we were having sex. And um, I remember thinking, oh, we're having sex, you know, looking at it as if from above, which, which is probably the worst kind of sex, right? I'm just <laughs> thinking about it all and noticing everything. Um, and, but I, I saw the Japanese condom going uh, inside and outside of her, and, and I knew that my, my penis was attached to that condom, um, <laughs> even though I couldn't feel much. Um, and, and, uh, and then I had this experience that I've actually heard a lot of women uh, have uh, their first time. I was just so, okay, that we're doing, uh, so is this it? Um, and then, so how long is this supposed to go on? Um, and and the, the doggy style thing, that was way too advanced. Uh, that wasn't gonna happen. Um, and and I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know uh, how long it was gonna go on and I was still faking it and so finally, ugh, right? And, um, and, she said, did you come? And I, I said, I, I did. And, and I got up and I went to the bathroom to take my condom off. Um, I, I didn't take it off there. Um, uh, because, and I'll tell you a secret I've never, I didn't tell her this. I've, I've uh, never told anybody this. Here you all are. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, my first orgasm with someone else, uh, I faked it. 
Um, and, and so I've never actually thought of that as, as me having sex. Um, um, I, I faked it and I came back and there was one other thing that I had read once in a while growing up. It was the uh, book behind my parents' uh, bed called The Joy of Sex. It was the, the one with all the hairy people having sex. Um, and, and so I knew that I was, you know, supposed to like, like, like the uh, bear hold her in the cave afterwards. But uh, she, she didn't seem interested in that. Uh, and, um, and our relationship, uh, not surprisingly, fizzled. Um, uh, and, and no pun intended, that there's happy ending. I certainly had sex afterwards and, and uh, many times and uh, you know, developed as a sexual person. Um, uh, but, but realizing that perhaps this was my first time set the clock back for me. Um, and, and since, uh, well, I doubt she's here, but since this stuff gets out on YouTube and everything, which I'm totally fine with. Um, uh, Victoria Bitskiewicz, if you're watching this, uh, no, I want to say thank you. And I want to say that uh, uh, you were my, my first time, but you probably already knew that. <laughs> thank you so much.